In several worlds, throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who've embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors, armed only with a bag of dice. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts. Listen in as they tell their tales and come together to save the day. They are the Terrible Warriors. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Okay, so uh, we're back for the debrief with a very, very short debrief on the Mage of the Awakening game, the fourth anniversary of Terrible Warriors. I was your GM for the evening, Derek Bard from Chasing the Muse. Uh, not present is Justin Mr. Ecock Ecock, who will still be providing snarky commentary from the channel. Yeah. Yay, Chris chat. Hi, I'm Cassidy 20 Love Chew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am Connell Macbeth, aka Dr. Holocaust. The Wiz. The yeah. Wiz. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm Steve Saylor. And we're actually going to title this uh, debrief There's No Wizness Like Show Wizness. <laughs> yeah, see, that worked better. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, we didn't find a use for that one, and I'm glad that we came full circle on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, guys, one. you have a good time? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. great. So many unanswered questions, though. Yeah. It's like we need Who to was dude in gray this. suit? Who was guy what shot friend in face? Oh, that was Knuckles. That was Knuckles. He wasn't wearing sure. the suit, though, was he? Was he yeah, wearing, he was wearing a suit? A suit. Yeah. Fucking, uh, all he right. was. He was in a suit. Yeah, yeah. All right. He was nondescript face man in a suit. All right. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask, but I didn't ask because we were so wait, did, wait, did we recognize that? It, no, I guess his dad wasn't out yet. No. I thought, like, was, he the, was he the Martin Sheen no, guy? Um, this is a variant on a lurk on what was actually the final season of season three of the Toronto game. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Which was the final game that I ran for them. Um, where Knuckles was actually a se uh, secretly a seer of the throne and had been for about a year. Um, and was trying to use the Mirror of Ixion to release his father, who was trapped in a mirror during a magical experiment. Oh, shit. Oh, goody. Um, oh, that's why I had the hand mirror. Yeah. This went far better than that one did, though, because it didn't end up with Ecolo shooting Knuckles in the head and creating what we called the Ecolo's defense. <laughs> Which is, you go into court and you say, it's okay, Your Honor, he, I killed him, but he was evil, so I should get off scot-free. And you wouldn't believe how many fucking times that came up in play. Yep. I killed him, Your Honor, but I can prove he was evil. The court must dismiss. Yep. There's precedent. That's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is good. Uh, I, uh, I I like the, like sort of the mage magic setting in like a modern world, and I've been trying to figure out a way to be able to do my own story set kind of like in that same format. And uh, no, this is good. This is fun. There's a lot of world. There's a, a huge world for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. a lot to take in. Um, yeah. And this was pretty really much cool. just playing from mostly the core book. Um, there are twenty some odd um, additional books for this game. There's an order book for every. There's a book for every single order, plus yep. the Seers of the Throne, yep. plus banishers who I didn't even get into, yep. uh, who are mages who awaken and go crazy and try and kill other mages. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a book for. There are multiple books for critters from the abyss. Multiple books just for legacies. I've got one of the legacy books. Uh, they're quite nice. Um, <laughs> there are books called like Tome Mysteries, which get down to the nitty gritty of how magic works in the world. Yep. Sanctum and Sigil, which is how the politics work. Yep. Uh, Tome of the Watchtowers, which is how the paths work. There's huge expansions on this game, and I couldn't run with any of it to fit into a fucking four-hour game. It's all flavor text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of it's flavor text. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my 
my god. <laughs> I'm starting. I will say this. I'm like I've now played two campaigns, the past two, uh, Mega Man and this one, as a fighter, and I'm really liking playing fighters. You also played every single anniversary leading up to now as I a did. fighter when you were playing Master Chief. I did, and I always had fun playing Master Chief, but it yeah. was it was a hard character to play because he doesn't talk much, so it's hard to role play him. A uh, role play him uh, other than just. Okay, he's a badass, just robot thing. Okay, and it, that was that was sort of my stance on it. And it was always uh, I kind of everyone else was sort of like the flavor characters in, in the group. But uh, no, this was this was good. I actually got to do do some good. Yep, you made the only combat role of the game. And <laughs> yep. you did it with the greatest. Holy fuck, man! That was one of the best attack rolls I've ever seen in this game. Really? It was incredible. All right, I like it. Nuts. Well, so. I've been playing this game in LARP so much where there's a damage cap where you can never deal more than five points of damage in a round. Um, so it, it slows combat down. It's meant to ensure you can't one-shot kill someone. Yep. You can't just uh, be like, oh, that person's pissing me off. I do this thing. <laughs> they die instantly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I didn't one-shot kill. I two-shot kill. Well, yeah, you, you killed the guy in a round. And that's yeah. really cool. That's really impressive. One-shot kill is in kill someone in a single round. But I, oh, yeah, okay. but I yeah. think it is also very nicely cinematic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was the thing is like I've and I've always been of the opinion because I played um, this particular game, Mage the Awakening, as a parlor LARP for about two years, and like I just I kept reeling against the mechanics for it and stuff like that because I always felt that this game would be much better played as a tabletop setting like this. That you know, like because there is so much. Roleplay, I guess it's much more roleplay centric, so that it can be done as a parlor LARP, and that's cool. But I just felt like I wanted to sit down and play this game on a tabletop. Like it was cool for a parlor LARP, but I wanted to sit down and do this as a tabletop with like two or three other people, and like so that there wouldn't be the limits of. But you're in the watchtower lighthouse thing, and it's like, okay, but what if I want to go do this? Well, I don't know. Maybe send me an email between games, and we'll figure it out or something. It's like, I don't want to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um, I want to have a thing. It's like, thing. oh yeah, you know all those cool things that you have, and like your your cool like I don't know the tomb that you made for yourself with all this cool stuff. Yeah, none of that applies now at games because we're all at like this lighthouse and yeah, and, and it's all the, just described action. So it's like, wham. That you kind of need to have a LARP. But yeah, if yeah. you're uh, if you really want to get the full descriptive elements out of the game, there was just a bunch of stuff that couldn't be done as a parlor LARP. Yeah, uh, like for example, if I wanted to have like undead compatriots, as a, there's a morose legacy that you could take, like as a as a high leveled necromancer, you could take something called a, a bakor, which was like you an ancient necromancer. I wanted to go bakor, where it's like you can raise and have undead with you and they can't be killed via like this this and this and they're always under your control they can't be like taken away from you and stuff like that i'm like yeah i'm gonna make these zombies use death magic to make them look like they're just regular pale people dress them in suits and have them follow me around as like my personal bodyguards they're like that's really neat you'll never be able to do that at a parlor larp because you need like these many people to be repped as players yeah yeah like you'd need physical people to basically show up to game and be your zombies and i was like well that's never gonna fucking happen <laughs> Yeah. And we're not all like Helios, where it's like, yeah, I've got superpowers, I can just burn everything to the ground. That was a solid strategy half the time, though. I know, but it's like, there were other strategies that could be employed, but couldn't because it was a parlor game. Yeah. You couldn't just say, like, okay, physical description, I light that shit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, Cassie, you have a good time? Yeah, I loved it. Good. It was really good. I, I went into it um, a Much little bit nervous because I had no idea uh, what I was doing. 
because I actually didn't really have much time to look into the source material, but uh, I think it worked out. Really we well. yeah. we really did cool. decide last minute to play this system. And we did. Not, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, right. be, uh, to be clear, uh, for those who may have forgotten or may not have followed a couple previous episodes, um, we had very little notice that we were going to be playing this game. Um, only two days. Um, and most of us were working or were very busy during that time. Mm -hmm. So we ran with what we had. Mm -hmm. um, I think it turned out phenomenally well for something that was yeah. only planned for like two oh, yeah. days. This was Absolutely. still a very fun game. Oh, yeah. good. It was a lot right. of fun. Yeah, I, really I, I, I was worried the first hour that I was doing a bit too heavy on the NPC description and the setting stuff, but yeah. Well, because well, here's the thing. We got through it. Those NPCs mattered in the world that you'd created, but it usually flies in face of a typical writing rule where it's don't introduce people unless they're important. And none of those people that were introduced were important to the story. With the exception of like Knuckles, you'd be like, there is an assembly of council members. Some of them look like I this. know. I just like, uh, but my natural instinct when running a game there is not to single any one person out for description, so the players automatically know that they're important to the plot. Yes, it's true. Yeah. But it was like, so there's this person, this and that. It was a bit nostalgic for me because I used to play that yeah. uh, that parlor LARP with Cassie Derek. So was, was it okay for you guys though? Did that? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. fine. I mean, yeah, a lot of it was sort of like just again setting up the world because this world is very. Not yeah. just the only, not only the world that you created, but just the lore and the universe itself is very large and vast, and oh, there's yeah. a lot yeah. of story to it. So you needed that in order to be able to kind of set up, okay, this is the world that we're in, and this is what's going to happen. And now, here's what it directly affects you, and that's sort of when you got into the NPC stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which is good. Like, it just, yeah. it, like, I like stories like that myself, because I like, I like going to a movie, and I like seeing that... Even though the story that we're watching is very kind of linear, and then we like there's not a lot to the story, but there's so much to the world that it makes me automatically start thinking of like what other stories could fit into this world and yeah. fit in it. like I, with that is, that this story is just a part of. One of the things I did like though was in the second hour I barely had to say anything to you guys. Yeah, yeah. I just like go heist plan. Well, once once you had established everything that we were doing in the first hour, the the last three hours after that, we were just like, okay, we're gonna run and do this thing. We're gonna do this next. We're gonna do this next. Which is really how I love World of Darkness plays on a tabletop. Is you have the ability to finagle a lot of stuff because World of Darkness games aren't super specific. Like that was another thing I ran into playing D and D for years. Then looking at the spell section in this book, it's just like, yeah, this spell like I don't know lets you make metal soft or something. I'm like. Okay, but how soft? Which metals? Like, what are the specific charts for that? They're like, I don't know, just like, say stuff. It's entirely up to the DM. Whether or not, like, things like this happen, or if they happen well, and you roll your dice and kind of, like, yep. describe, like, oh, but I use my abilities to do this thing that's not directly described by the spell, but through the spell's description, you could use it for X, Y, Z. So if you have a really good imagination, you can really turn these spells into some interesting play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I had fun writing for you guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for writing for I, us. I do wish we'd had a little bit more time so that you could have read the actually read the book when I uh, when I loaned it out to you, um, because that was the um, that was part of the reason why I needed to do so much description as well at the beginning was doing setting description because not everyone uh, had a chance to uh, read through the setting material. It's mm -hmm. true. Um, and I needed everyone to be on roughly the same page. Yeah. But you know what? Turned out well in the end. I think you guys. You guys say you had a good time, so yeah, sure. I hope it was entertaining for the audience it to was. listen to. Oh, Absolutely. For, for you guys. You guys <laughs> tell us in the comments what you thought. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you guys had a fun time listening. J Justin on the stream was basically saying he's glad that his death had way, but he'll never forgive us for not resurrecting him. And he's wondering what happened to the Marsha, the, the Mark's glasses. <laughs> 
the Groucho Marx glasses. Okay, so, so the, some curator, oh yeah. <laughs> so Groucho Marx glasses go unnoticed for some time until someone opens up a window to look at their newly bought mask. <laughs> And then it's just, you, you get this bad CGI sparkle of sand falling away from it, and just Groucho Marks glasses. <laughs> on a stu- wait, um, I could just see him just like, ah, uh, yes, $50,000, but it was worth it. Holds it up to the sunlight, just, <laughs> oh, no, 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 just like, <laughs> dollar star glasses. Just, you know what, though? The person who ends up bidding on it, just for the sake of fucking hilarity, um, is um, the vampire who's, you know, it's like, I, uh, this mask is, has been fabled. It makes one invincible to the sunlight. Puts it on, and he walks out his front door, and it, the sand crumbles away, and he's wearing Groucho Marx glasses, and he suddenly bursts into the <laughs> <laughs> just like the post-credit scene. <laughs> of a guy running around on fire with Marcia Groucho Marx. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Just the absolute absurdity of like, oh god, burning with this huge plastic nose. Uh, That's fantastic. It just starts melting onto his face. No, no, I want to see like the glasses are like perfectly untouched by the fire. That's hilarious. After he dies and falls into a pile of ashes and like a skeleton covered in ashes, there's still this goofy fucking pair of glasses on his body. No, no, no. He does like a Joss Whedon vampire dance where he suddenly turns into ash and falls, and the Groucho Marx glasses fall an instant later, so they land. Top of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That is oh. the final frame of the, frame of the movie. <laughs> like uh, you see and the credits. And credits. <laughs> and there's like se- there's like just jolly sitcom music playing as he's <laughs> running around on fire, and just like da 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 da. No, he runs past every other set used in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like a and once he runs past him, you actually see people in the background, and that's when their name shows up in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just picture like the soundtrack is like, because I'm free. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's goodbye blues. Yes. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye blues. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I think that's where we're gonna end things. Uh, all right. Guys, it was an absolute pleasure running this game for you. And for one final time this evening, I'm Derek DeBard from Chasing the Muse, and I've been your Games Master for this evening. Justin, Mr. Ecock, Ecock is at work right now, so he's not here. Cassie. I, I have been uh, <laughs> Cassie D20 Love Chew. Thank you so much, Derek, for running this game. It's been amazing. Hey, thanks yeah. for playing it. <laughs> uh, my name is Connell Macbeth, a.k.a. Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Holocaust. Thank you again for running this game. Uh, and I'm Steve Saylor. Thank you very much for running the game. And we also want—I want to personally uh, wish a happy birthday to Bullsar in the chat room. Happy it's her birthday, birthday this weekend. Um, <laughs> and I would also like to thank—I'd like to thank uh, Dodd for giving me the chance to run this game uh, and giving me a slot since he could not make it. I hope he is well. Um, and I'd like to thank you, Steve, for acting as our producer today. Man in the booth. No problem. Yeah. Anytime. And the Woo. CNG Mag people for letting us use their offices. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Be seeing you. And cut. And cut. All right, thank you again, everybody, from the from the live stream. You guys Yay. are awesome. We love you. you have just listened 
to the terrible warriors. Did they succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stunned the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the dice bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquests or failures? Comment on this episode podcast at terriblewarriors.com. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. Thanks for listening to the Terrible Warriors. Terrible Warriors.